This is the Collaboration Dynamics Podcast, helping you work together better with Judy Reese, X-ray listener, best-selling author, international virtual collaboration trainer, and master of metaphor. Hear more at xraylistening.com. Hello and welcome to the Collaboration Dynamics podcast. With me today, I've got Olaf Leivitz in Berlin, who is um, somebody I, well, I admire very much and I think he's a really interesting character. Um, but Olaf, why don't you introduce yourself and what you do? Well, thank you for the compliments uh, and thank you for the invitation to your podcast. I work with organizations and individuals increasing trust and confidence. Um, I have a history of being a software developer, manager, consultant for many years, uh, helping various organizations in terms of process improvement, change initiatives, and I have overall made the uh, experience that most of these in initiatives fail because people don't dare to look at what's really happening. They're changing a perception of the system, like the matrix, mm -hmm. <laughs> instead of looking at reality, right, taking the red pill. And they're doing that because they don't uh, have enough trust. Uh, some, sometimes they don't trust themselves, they don't think they deserve any better. Sometimes they don't trust the system that they would actually be able to uh, to make a difference if they looked at what's really there or they would be, get hurt if they say what's really happening. And uh, over time I learned that my knack at making things work was due to the fact that I can create spaces where people trust themselves and trust others a little more. And uh, yeah, I made that more conscious over time, made myself more aware over time and then I I became independent two years ago and labeled myself a trust artist because I was told that it's important to have something unique to sell mm -hmm. and not do something better that everybody else is doing as well. And how's that going? It's a hell of a ride overall. Um, it's scary to be on my own, uh, especially so because I really love collaboration and I, I'm, I'm I'm really not very successful when I'm alone. Um, it's also immensely liberating because I, I have the luxury of being able to reinvent myself and my business. Mm -hmm. So when you had asked me in January how my business will go this year and what I would be doing in May and June, I would have been able to tell you what I intend and I would have had some plan it would have no relation with what I'm actually doing now mm -hmm. um, and that's something I really like I, I, I do like being surprised and reacting to uncertainty and creating conditions where we have some serendipitous things happening mm -hmm. so you love collaboration and yes. you've been independent for the last two years Yes. Um, so when you are collaborating at your best, you are like what? Like what? One of these questions where you need to come up with a really, really cool metaphor. Um, 
I become part of something that's greater than myself and that I can't fully identify when it starts. Um, but something that takes shape while we go into the unknown and explore together what valuable, inspiring things we can find there. So maybe it's like um, going into a cave together mm -hmm. where each individual has a light and we have some kind of magical means that increases the light each of us shines, the better we connect to each other and the better we understand each other. So that the more we become a team and the, the, the more we become attuned to what we do, how we contribute, what we want, the more clarity we get, the brighter we shine and the more of that cave we can explore. Mm. Does that make sense? It does. So it's like you're going into a cave with these other people yes. and you each have a light. Mm -hmm. And the more clarity you get, the more light shines. Yes. And the more of the cave you can explore. Yes. And there's some magical connection whereby the more you are connected, the more light shine. Yes. So it's not just the more connection or, or it's, it's more specific than just more connection. It's not just about getting closer or becoming friends. It's about having a resonance with each other as human beings and with the topic or theme or goal or whatever it is that we are working on together. So when we, are, when we have some, some common purpose that we share and this purpose is very clear. The, the clearer this purpose is to us and the more aligned we are with this purpose, the, this is the kind of uh, strong, strongness of connection I'm talking about. Mm. So it's not just about being friends. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it is about this, this, the clearer the purpose is, mm -hmm. then the, the stronger the strongness is. Yes. Mm -hmm. So the light is related to the clarity of purpose and alignment with that purpose. Mm. So the light's related to clarity of purpose and alignment with that purpose. Yes. And also, um, you mentioned attuned to each other. Yes. Is there anything else about that? About attuned. My experience is that when you start working on something and it is interesting and valuable to both of you or to all people in the group, uh, that we create this kind of kind of re resonance. We create a kind of rhythm, mm -hmm. which is a bit of that is explicit because maybe we meet every week or maybe we meet every morning or um, some some regularity in, in sharing what we're doing. Um, and there's also a kind of resonance on another level that just increases this connection. And it's a connection with each other and a connection with this purpose and the, the outcome that we're uh, moving towards. Mm. So a connection with each other and a connection with the purpose and that regularity of contact and mm -hmm. there's the resonance. Is yes. there anything else about that?
I think that this re resonance produces the energy that makes the whole more than the parts. Mm. It's like this when we communicate, there is a physical form of energy transmitted, right? The sound and mm -hmm. um, and the information that we we share. Um, which is now, as we talk over Skype, literally going as electron electric current mm -hmm. through <laughs> the net. Um, and because we have the ability to add meaning to this energy, so that the energy becomes information and becomes knowledge and becomes something we share, this is how the con connection between us adds something to the you and the me and makes the we a big bigger thing than the parts. Mm, that's interesting. So there's the there's a literal energy, the sound and the electrons yes. buzzing up and down the internet or whatever they do. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the meaning that is added. Yeah. By the individuals in the in the communication. Exactly. And it's that meaning that's added to the energy that m means that it becomes information and knowledge. Exactly. Rather than and just energy. The, yeah, and the more in attunement we are, uh, which means we have a very high clarity on what we're working on, why we're doing it, uh, why each of us is personally invested in it, etc. The quicker we can turn this energy exchange into information, into meaning, so we can make the energy we exchange a lot more valuable um, because we have this clarity. So mm -hmm. and to come back to the metaphor, when we are in this cave, in this, in this unknown, and we're exploring, and uh, through this kind of connection and this kind of communication, we create this light mm -hmm. um, so that each of us can also intake more information about our environment, about maybe our customers or users or wh whatever it is that we're working on, right? We, mm. we will have some connection to something, uh, to someone, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And uh, we can create more value faster when we have this kind of attunement. Mm. So the the connection, the communication between the participants, that increases the light, and then the light becomes more, which means that the people can take in more information. Yes. And that means you move, you you add more value faster. Yeah. Hmm. And is there anything else about the light? I noticed that the light has like two qualities. It has the quality of um, helping us explore the unknown because it shines into the dark and it adds available uh, stuff. <laughs> could be could be information, could be new connections, could be new customers, could be new options for whatever mm -hmm. to our available material that we can work with. Mm. Um, and then again, it's also, it is the value that we bring because also the value reaches these unknown areas. So it's a, it's, it's a two way, uh, it, it, it's a two way kind of light. 
mm. breaks in something, makes something visible, and uh, yeah, I, th- I guess it literally raises our awareness, right? Because it's shining into the dark. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes it easier to to focus or joint attention on something because we have more light in this cave. And with this focus, we can we know where to go. Uh, again, with increase of clarity, increase of focus, we have less need for communicating where we want to go, how we want to go there. Uh, things will become increasingly obvious as we work together. Mm. We have this clarity of intent and clarity of purpose. Mm. So the light it has that two-way quality, and then it becomes just obvious. Mm-hmm. Or increasingly obvious, yes. Where to go and all of that. So, where could clarity like that come from? I think the clarity is an aspect of, or a result of another. Th- quality of this attunement I talked about mm-hmm. earlier. Um, so attunement means that we pay valuable attention to each other, mm-hmm. or as Caitlin says, exquisite attention, mm-hmm. so that we really notice the other person uh, for who they are, for what they want, and at the same time we reflect into ourselves what who we are and what we want. Um, I recently read in a, in a neuroscience book that the, the, the circuits in our brain that we use to understand ourselves, to look into ourselves, are actually the very same that we use to understand another human being. Mm-hmm. So when we have a conversation about what's going on inside you, or we are having a conversation about what's going on inside me, both of us are using exactly the same brain neurons and training them that we use to understand ourselves when we reflect Mm-hmm. And I, I, I find this totally fascinating because uh, the more I know who I'm, who I am, and what I want, and the more better I can, un- the better I can understand what somebody else wants and who they are. So this communication gives us a kind of training for this increasing clar- increasing increase in clarity. And it also gives us this attunement, right, through empathy, compassion, and all these things that happen as beneficial side effects of understanding another human being. And uh, you were asking about the clarity and where it comes from, and I think um, this reflection is like a very helpful mirror. Mm -hmm. So when I just think about what I want myself. If I sit in a quiet corner and just reflect and reflect and reflect, uh, there will be a limit to my uh, to my insight mm-hmm. because there are blind spots and there's unconscious things and so 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 I can't fully understand everything about myself when I'm on my own, and when I'm collaborating on a great level with somebody who wants to understand me and who has understood that understanding me helps them understanding them as well. So when we understand each other better and better and better, mm-hmm. uh, 
we increase our own clarity on who we are and what we want, and that in turn increases our joint clarity of who we are and what we want. Mm. Gosh, that's interesting. So the more you, I, I, I've, I've, I was so interested in what you said. I, I've lost track of your words, but the, the more you are paying attention, exquisite attention to somebody else. Yes. The more you become capable of knowing what you want. Yes, exactly. This is this is actually a neurological fact, mm. and it's a it, it's it's. I think it's human experience. Mm. You understand a lot about your, yourself when you understand the inner journey of somebody else. Mm. I, I don't think we would read novels if that weren't the case, mm. right? Or, or watch long epic movies because we, we learn a lot about ourselves when we digest these meaningful stories of other people. Mm. And, and this is what happens in a team. When we, mm. when we collaborate and when we are genuinely interested in one another, mm. um, we learn about our own intentions and needs and wants as much as we learn about theirs. And the more we share about that, the more clarity of options and of intent of possibilities we have as a team. Mm. This is, so it's interesting that you compare that experience of uh, to reading novels and watching films and so on. I, I, mm -hmm. I've often said that the work of coaching mm -hmm. is better than the telly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I fully understand what you mean. Yes. And it's absolutely fascinating to explore another person's inner world, or I find it so. Yes. But the piece that you're adding that I hadn't fully understood is that the one of the reasons it's so fascinating is because it teaches me something about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and the additional piece that's related to collaboration is that by by actually sharing it, by saying that stuff out loud, that mm -hmm. increases the attunement and increases the, the we-ness yes. of the yeah. conversation. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And that's where clarity comes from. Yeah. And also where team and empathy come from. Yeah, mm. exactly. And is there anything else about where clarity comes from? I've got to ask because that was so interesting. <laughs> to my knowledge and to my experience, I think that's about it. That's mm -hmm. the, the, the clarity of the group is coming from the individual clarity and the individual clarity is increased by sharing. Mm -hmm and understanding each other and having empathy and compassion yes and when that there's more of that clarity then there's more attunement and mm -hmm. there's more light yes and the light has that two-way quality of uh, you know allowing people to take more information and knowledge in as well as yes. um, allowing you to explore further and all of that exactly yeah mm. And add more value faster. Exactly. Is there anything else about value? I think the same... No, I don't think... I, I, I'm, I'm quite sure. The same things that I said about the quality of connection among the team members uh, applies to uh, understanding the customer. Mm -hmm. So 
the better I connect with my client, uh, so assuming that we as a team create value for somebody, um, the better we understand them as human beings, the more compassionate empathy we have for them, with them, um, the clearer we will understand their needs and wants. Mm -hmm. the, the creation of value in this is ultimately, as, as far as I understand it, coming from me understanding what you really need and by looking at this through my perspective, through my experience, with my knowledge and my expertise, etc., etc., I see options for solutions that you can't see for yourself. Mm -hmm. mm. So the cre creation of, of value of uh, like w w when you take an invention, like it's, it's somebody uh, working at I don't know exactly where some something where microwaves were generated by some machine. Somebody had a chocolate bar in their trousers and mm -hmm. noticed that the chocolate bar was melting. And through this noticing and knowing about the need for some people to warm up their food, <laughs> they could make this invention of uh, like, oh, what if we harness this kind of energy and build it into a machine that could warm up, heat up food, mm -hmm. right? So, so... Um, or if you know that a wire is going to shine when you lead electric current through it, then you come to this idea of, oh, some people need light at night. So maybe we can create some means of light with electric current, and then you come up with a light bulb. Um, so understanding somebody's needs um, and adding your own perspective, your own expertise, your knowledge uh, to it that connects connects options for value with the need for value and then you get this mm. yeah, an idea as a result Ooh. so i'm i'm curious in relation to the team mm -hmm. you talked about um the need for sharing what you want as well mm -hmm. as finding out what the other person wants and that very mm -hmm. sharing making more we mm -hmm. Um, I can imagine people listening to this thinking, well, that's fine with the team, mm -hmm. but in relation to a client or customer, surely, yeah, how, how much of sharing of your stuff is appropriate when it comes to a conversation with a customer? Oh, that's an interesting question. I haven't thought about that before. I think it very much depends on the kind of relationship you have. Um, so, for instance, if I buy an Apple product, um, the connection is not very much on a human level. They don't know a lot of my needs mm. and wants. They have made some good guesses in the past, and they uh, so so I have occasionally bought some of their products. Uh, <laughs> I know. Something about their needs and wants, but not so much as human beings. Rather, I, I know some of their mm. needs and wants as an organization. Mm. Um, and this is a very simple win-win situation in terms of I give them my money and I get something I perceive as valuable. Mm -hmm. Like This is a simple um, transaction. Um, 
when we as a team connect to somebody we create value for and we develop something new, I think we need a different kind of connection. We need a different kind of win-win conversation. Mm -hmm. Like once we have the product and uh, we have identified the target group, etc., etc., and then we can set up everything that we already know how business works. Uh, but while we're developing and while we are exploring and we don't know yet which product is going to satisfy which need, I think we need to first create the human connection and actually uh, share some of our needs and wants as well so that they get attracted. Mm -hmm. Right? So sharing some of the needs and wants will attract them. Sharing some of your needs and wants will attract them. And that yeah, because they, 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 they will... Uh, like, like, how do we enter conversations with human beings, right? Mm -hmm. we, we, we enter conversations because we... Uh, we have a hope for some some value, right? Mm. De depending on the context, there might be some some boundary that is is just set, right? When we meet at a party and somebody says hello, then we are inclined to say hello too, and we mm -hmm. we give them this benefit of like, let's have this, let's have a conversation with this person for a minute or two, or depending on your shyness or your whatever you you might have your own rules, but. Uh, if the conversation doesn't turn out to be valuable, then you probably go to have another conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, it does turn out to be valuable when we do exchange mm. something that's of interest and meaning. Uh, and usually that is connected to what we need and what we want. Mm. So... Um in a, a British context, talking about the... I, I gather German people don't talk about the weather, but in a British context... Oh, we do. <laughs> we, we, we do. It's interesting enough. <laughs> well, we talk about the weather, I suppose, because what we need or want is... Uh, well, it's one of the ways of connecting is to find out yeah. why people want it to be sunny on the weekend. Yeah, exactly. So you have an option to... You, you start talking about the weather and then you, you see... Uh, how how the attunement process starts going, right? Mm -hmm. And then you might share that you, in general, like sailing. So you're not sharing something very specific or, specific or personal. Or you might share that you're invited to your, whatever, ex-wife's wedding and you like it to at least be sunny because it would be a very embarrassing situation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so it's yeah. I think this is when when human beings connect. We 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 kind of test these these options and boundaries and like. Also, there is a lot of habit going into this, right? And mm -hmm. the context is giving a lot of habit as well. So culture plays a large role. But in the end, I think if we stick with the conversation, it's because we're getting some value, mm. um, and I, I don't. I think we always need to share how and why and to which extent this whatever we're getting is meeting our needs and wants. Mm -hmm. But the fact that we do stay in the conversation, that we show interest, uh, that we ask curious questions, etc., shows to the other person that we are uh, getting some need met. Mm -hmm. One of the most, most basic needs is the need for recognition, right? The need to be seen mm. uh, and to be valued as as and respected and i think that's uh something that you can get even from a 
very superficial conversation about weather. Mm. So to go back to what you were saying, so in order to so while the 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 solutions are being created, what we can do is engage the potential customer, well, attract the potential or the customer or the potential customer by starting to create that connection by sharing some of our needs and wants. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else about that? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are exploring an area where I did invest some thinking, but not a lot. So there's definitely a lot of this uh, that needs to be explored um, and thought about. Um, I doubt that we'll ever fully figure out how this works. Mm. Uh, the, the, this whole area of human connection is full of uh, things that we don't yet fully understand and maybe don't need to, right? So they stay being interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when it comes to sharing needs and wants in a economic context. There's a lot of deception going on mm. as well. And I assume that part of that deception is actually helpful. Uh, so that's a topic that I would like to explore but haven't thought about at all. It's just coming to my mind that co- conversation is not always honest. Mm. And that is uh, that adds interesting options to the conversation. Mm. Uh, and... I assume that part of the novelty in conversations comes from the fact that we never know how honest the other person really is. And depending on the social context, we assume a certain level of uh, dishonesty to be okay and to mm. be expected, especially when we talk about needs and wants, right? Mm. So a salesperson will tell us something about what they want and what they need and how they want to meet our needs, etc. And we know that's not entirely true, yet the conversation could still be very engaging and fun and interesting and valuable. Um, and this is a totally new line of thinking, um, like a new, new line of conversation. And I fear uh, we haven't got time to go down it because I've just looked exact, at the clock. I, I, yeah, I got that's, distracted. That's, that's what I was hinting at. So... Um, <laughs> And I assume this this uh, like deception is only again one more factor that goes into into human conversation. And um, any factor that makes human conversation interesting and valuable will potentially be influential for how value is created through our connections mm. uh, and through our collaboration. Mm. So this. We, we won't run out of topics anytime soon. <laughs> but we will run out of time. So I'm yes. going to say um, thank you very much for talking about all of that. There are so many interesting directions that I could ask you more questions if we had time. But thank you so much for sharing all of that. Um, I know thank lots, you for the of, opportunity. lots of people want to, to uh, email you and ask you more about it. I have no doubt at all. Um, if people want to contact you, well, what kind of people would you like to contact you? What are your wants and needs in that regard? And uh, how can they contact you? Um, I'm basically interested in any kind of conversation because you never know uh, what kind of 
value can be created. I'm specifically interested in people who need or want my help regarding raising trust, raising confidence, uh, having my exquisite attention. Uh, that could be in one-on-one -on -one situations for mentoring, coaching, career counseling, whatever. Um, and could also be for group work, organizational development. How do we increase trust in our company uh, and in our culture? Uh, how to reach me is fairly easy. If you just Google my name, it's unique, thank God. Olaf Levitz, uh, L-E-W-I-T-Z. You will find me, my website. My website is trustartist.com. Uh, and Trust Artist is, as I said at the beginning, also something that's unique <laughs> by intention. And uh, yeah, there you find me. You find me on Twitter, you find me on LinkedIn, and... Uh, my email is olaf at levitz.net. Very easy as well and short. Great. So Thank it's you not very hard much to indeed. find me. <laughs> Which is excellent. Thank you very much indeed. Been Thank excellent you for the opportunity on. and the invitation. My pleasure. <laughs> <laughs>